my oh, there we go there you go um good morning this meeting will come to order welcome to the october meeting no the november meeting uh of the local agency formation commission uh i am supervisor connie chan uh chair of the commission uh today i'm joined by um vice chair jackie fielder Commissioners Gordon Marr, Hope William, and Shanti Singh. Uh, our clerk is Elisa Samira, and I also like to thank the staff at SFGov TV for broadcasting uh, this meeting. Um, Madam Clerk, do you have any announcements? Yes, I do. Today's LAFCO meeting is, is being held through video conference and the members will participate in the meeting to the same extent as, as, as if they were physically present. Public comment will be available on each item on this agenda, channel 26, and sfgovtv.org are streaming the public comment number across the screen. Comments or opportunities to speak during the public comment period are available via phone by calling 415-655-0001, meeting ID 2495-729-8961, then pound and pound again. When connected, you will hear the meeting discussions, but you will be muted and in listening mode only. When your item of interest comes up, please dial star three to be added to the speaker line. Best practices are to call from a quiet location Speak clearly and slowly and turn down your television or radio. Alternatively, you may submit public comment via email to myself, the LAFCO clerk, at elisa, A-L-I-S-A, dot Samara, S-O-M-E-R-A, at sfgov.org, or by U.S. mail to one Dr. Carlton B. Goodlett Place, room 244, San Francisco, California, 94102. If you submit public comment in either of those ways, it will be forwarded to the commissioners and be included as part of the official file. Madam Chair, that concludes my announcements. Thank you so much, Madam Clerk. Um, colleagues, I'd like to give a, just a quick friendly reminder that please put your name in the chat. Um, if you'd like to speak, uh, that serves as our official roster and also helps uh, Madam Clerk to keep our minutes. Um, thank you so much. And Madam Clerk, could you please call the roll? Uh, yes, on the roll, Commissioner uh, Chair Chan. Present. Chan, present. Vice Chair Fielder. Present. Fielder, present. Commissioner Marr. Present. Mar, present. Commissioner Williams. Present. Williams, present. Madam Chair, you have a quorum. Thank you so much. And um, Madam Clerk, uh, please call item number two. Item number two is the findings to allow teleconference meetings under California Government Code Section 54953E. Members of the public who wish to provide comment on this item should call 415-655-0001, meeting ID 2495-729-8961, then pound to pound again. If you haven't already done so, please dial star three to line up to speak in a system prompt. will indicate that you have raised your hand. Please wait until we call for public comment on this item and the system indicates you have been unmuted and that will be your cue to begin your comments madam chair thank you madam clerk before we make the motion to adopt these findings can we please open public comments on this item yes as i already stated if you have not already done so please press star three to uh line up to speak today we have Jaime um joining us running the webex today uh he is checking to see if we have any callers in the queue and it appears there are no callers madam chair no public comments. Public comment is now closed. I would like to make the motion to approve these findings. And um, may I have a second? A second. Thank you, uh, Vice Chair Fielder. Um, Madam Clerk, please call the roll. On item number two, Vice Chair Fielder. Aye. Fielder, aye. Commissioner Marr. Aye. 
Mar, aye. Commissioner Williams. Aye. Williams, aye. Chair Chan. Chan, Chan aye. There are four ayes. Thank you, Madam Clerk. And this motion has been um, approved without objection. Madam Clerk, could you please call item number three? Item number three is approval of the LAFCO minutes from the October 21st, 2022 regular meeting. Members of the public wish to provide comments should call the call-in number streaming across the screen. If you haven't already done so, please dial star three and wait till we call for public comment on this item and the system indicates that you have been unmuted. Madam Chair. Thank you, Madam Clerk. Um, I do not see any names on the roster, so will be no changes to the minutes. Uh, so Madam Clerk, please, uh, let's open this for public comment. Right. Thank you, Madam Chair. Jaime is checking to see if we have any callers in the queue. If you have not already done so, please press star three to line up to speak. Jaime is checking and we have no callers in the queue, Madam Chair. Thank you, Madam Clerk. Uh, is there a motion to approve the minutes? Uh, so, so moved. Thank you. I'll second uh, Commissioner Mars' uh, motion. And uh, Madam Clerk, please call the roll. Um, the motion for item number three, Vice Chair Fielder. Aye. Fielder, aye. Commissioner Mar. Aye. Mar, aye. Commissioner Williams. Aye. Williams, aye. Chair Chan. Aye. Chan, aye. There are four ayes. Thank you, Madam Clerk. Um, this motion has this. Uh, item has been approved without any objection. Um, Madam Clerk, could you uh, please uh, call item number four? Item number four is a Community Choice Aggregation Activities Report. Members of the public who wish to provide comment on this item should call the number of meeting ID screaming, streaming across your screen. Um, if you haven't already done so, please press star three to line up to speak. Wait till we call for public comment on this item and the system indicates that you have been unmuted and that will be your cue to begin your comments. Madam Chair. Thank you, Madam Clerk. Um, I am seeing a new title here that I ought to introduce Director Mike Himes. Is that a promotion, Dr. <laughs> Director Mike Himes? I see the Deputy Assistant General Manager for Clean Power SF. Um, but you, you can respond yeah. and, and the floor is yours for your presentation this month. Thank you, Chair Shan. Uh, good morning to you and to the other commissioners. Um, I'm Mike Himes. Uh, I, I have not been promoted, um, but I have used a couple titles interchangeably, and I apologize for that. Um, I am the um, Deputy Assistant General Manager for Power, responsible for the Clean Power SF program. It's a little bit of a mouthful, so I sometimes just go Director for short. <laughs> so I'm sorry for the confusion there, but uh, appreciate the, um, uh, the, the congratulations. <laughs> um, so I have a report for you today, and I also have um, some slides here I'm going to share. I'm bringing those up right now. Okay, uh, Chair Chan, can you see the slides? Okay, great. I can, except it's in editing mode and not in presenter mode. And I, I'm not too sure how, how we adjust, how we Okay, adjust. I'm, I'm gonna move into presentation mode. 
Thank you. There you go. Yeah. Okay, great. Thank you. Okay, uh, for today's report, um, I'm going to briefly cover our enrollment and service statistics as I usually do. Um, I'll also provide an update on activities related to our generation rates. And I'll end with an update on our customer programs work. So um, this is quick. We continue to successfully serve our customers and enrollment and customer program, uh, customer participation in the program remains stable. Um, so we have no significant statistics uh, changes in our enrollment to report today. Um, but I did wanna note that we are expecting um, uh, news on our super green sales forecast uh, uh, going into 2023 and I hope at a future meeting, um, I'll have some good news to share with you about that uh, related to commercial customer enrollment in response to the city's uh, commercial renewable energy ordinance. Uh, so stay tuned for uh, updates on our super green enrollment in the future. Okay, generation rates. Last year, the SFPUC commission approved time of use or TOU rates as the default rate for Clean Power SF residential customers and authorized a transition to these rates beginning in July of 2021. The commission also approved a 12 month build protection program for customers transitioning to the default rate starting last July. This new default rate encourages customers to manage their electricity costs by shifting usage from peak hours, defined as 4 to 9 p.m. every day, to hours when market prices and greenhouse gas emissions from electricity generation are generally lower. And you can see the peak and off-peak periods depicted here uh, in the il illustration on this slide. This past July marked the completion of uh, the 12-month build protection period for the time of use transition. Customers defaulted into the time of use rate last July were able to switch to a different rate offering, such as a flat generation rate. Approximately 85% of the eligible customers or 143,000 accounts stayed on the rate for the first 12 months. After engaging a consultant to estimate the financial impacts of defaulting Clean Power SF customers into the time of use rate, we reported to the SFPUC's commission prior to uh, the transition that the majority of customers defaulted would either be neutral or benefit from the transition. Our post bill protection period analysis confirmed that nearly all customers who concluded the bill protection period were neutral or benefited, and only 88 customers were provided a bill protection credit. The table on this slide summarizes that analysis and the annual bill impact to participating customers. It shows the number of non-benefiting, neutral, and benefiting customer accounts and the change in annual bills relative to what they would have paid under a flat generation rate. As you can see here, even the non-benefiting customers saw only a small increase on their bills of about $1.50 uh, per month on average. We also have some new rates on the horizon that I wanted to share with you uh, this morning. 
and that's the implementation of a new pro-electrification rate for residential customers. In 2020, the California PUC ordered PG&E to develop and offer a new rate schedule that helps customers manage electricity costs when their usage increases due to certain electricity measures, electrification measures, I should say. Uh, in response to the order, PG&E developed what it calls the E-ELEC uh, rate schedule that replaces a portion of its volumetric rate, um, and that's the rate customers pay per kilowatt hour consumed with a flat monthly fee, so a fixed fee. The new rate employs uh, time of use periods, like the rate I just described, and eliminates the historical rate tiers that increase rates for higher usage. The e-elect rate schedule is available to customers that install electric vehicle charging, energy storage systems like batteries, or heat pumping for water heating and space heating and cooling. To ensure that our customers have equitable access to this new rate, Clean Power SF is preparing a new generation rate for its service to complement or pair with PG&E's uh, e-elect distribution rate. We anticipate bring, bringing a proposal to the SFPUC Commission for adoption in January. So, and we'll brief you on how that goes. Okay, let's shift to um, the last portion of my report on Clean Power SF customer yeah. programs. Clean Power SF continues to offer programs that help customers manage their energy costs, reduce their carbon footprint, and align with city and state environmental goals. This is a table that uh, we've shown LAFCO in the past that identifies our operating programs and new programs that we have under development. We continue to offer net energy metering for customers that have solar on their rooftops. And we are just wrapping up our 2022 true up and cash out process for customers that were net generators over the previous year. We also offer budget billing for customers that are looking for stable and consistent monthly bills. Uh, Go Solar SF incentives continue to be available for low income customers that install solar. And last year we launched a solar inverter replacement program uh, that replaces the essential inverter component for low income customers that previously installed solar using Go Solar SF and whose inverters have failed or are reaching the end of their useful lives. This program helps keep these customers' solar projects operating. Peak day pricing is our demand response program for large commercial customers. We wrapped up our 2022 peak day pricing season at the end of October, having called 11 of 12 possible event days, including four days that were called during the historic heat wave in September. We are now in the process of calculating bill credits for customers that participated in the program, and we're able to respond to our event days uh, by reducing their demand. We will share more information about the performance of, the, of this program early next year. We've reported to you in the past about our regional heat pump water heater incentive program that provides training and financial incentives to contractors to promote heat pump water heaters. Clean Power SF has had 27 incentive applications since the program began in May. 
We are now working to ramp up outreach to, to customers to educate them about this and other programs that can reduce the cost of this important decarbonization technology. Uh, we're also working with our regional program partners to extend the program through 2025 to meet customer demand. We're also offering uh, our new Super Green Saver program uh, or Disadvantaged Communities Green Tariff, which provides 100% renewable energy and a 20% electric bill discount to qualifying low-income customers living in state-defined disadvantaged communities. To date, we've enrolled approximately 165 customers into Super Green Saver and are pushing more enrollment through both direct mail and in-person events. And of course, we continue to work on new programs. EV Charge SF is a new construction electric vehicle charging incentive program that is currently available to Hetch Hetchy Power customers and will be expanding to Clean Power SF customers early next year. EV Charge SF is designed to align with changes in San Francisco's building code that required developers to provide electric vehicle charging in new parking lots and garages. The program provides financial incentives and technical assistance to both new and recent construction that is subject to the city's EV uh, readiness ordinance, which requires the 10% of parking spaces be turnkey ready for EV charger installation. Uh, we've also reported to you in the past about our energy efficiency for food services program uh, that's been under development. This program would offer energy efficiency to small, medium, and large businesses and nonprofits in the food service sector. That includes grocery stores, corner stores, refrigerated warehouses, restaurants, and nonprofit food banks and shelters, for example. Uh, the program will be funded by Clean Power Stuff ratepayer funds authorized by the California PUC. And we're currently preparing an RFP to contract for implementation and uh, ev evaluation, measurement, and verification services for the program. Uh, assuming we're successful in our contracting efforts, we're targeting the launch of this program in mid-2023. Um, and last but certainly not least is our Disadvantaged Communities Community Solar Program. This is a companion to our Super Green Saver. Um, and that program we're targeting uh, uh, enrollment to customers in 2024, 2025. Uh, we'll be uh, issuing a new solicitation to procure community solar energy within San Francisco uh, in 2023. Um, and that program can launch once uh, those projects become operational. So that concludes my prepared remarks and I'm happy to answer any questions you may have. Thank you, commissioners. Um, any questions? Uh, Vice Chair Filter. Thank you, Director Himes, for this. Um, I had a question about the rate for customers that are um, having, who have essentially decarbonized at least a part of their um, power. So the new rate scheme, how is that being communicated to customers? Um, you know, I'll actually need to get back to you as far as what PG&E is doing. We haven't developed our own um, outreach plan for the rate yet, um, but we we absolutely will notify customers uh, if the rate is adopted uh, and, and approved for implementation. 
uh, notifying them of the, the opportunity to participate. Uh, my, my expectation is what we'll do is really try to um, incorporate communications about this rate with program offerings like heat pump water heaters, for example. Um, so, you know, uh, we'll be promoting heat pump water heaters as a decarb technology, and then we'll say, and we also have a rate that um, will help you uh, add this electricity demand without uh, significant additional bill impacts, you know, something along those lines. Thank you, because I just recently um, visited the home of a household that had decarbonized most of their, their home. And uh, their bills should have gone down, except they're still paying relatively the same rates because of some kind of um, elect special electricity charge, I think, for PG&E. Um, so I'd be happy to learn about more about this rate offering. Yes, and, and uh, we will uh, be happy to report uh, on this as a... Um, is developed and approved. Um, and uh, I also too wanna encourage uh, you and any other customer that we have out there that if they have questions about their bills that they can reach out to us uh, through our call center um, at any time. Uh, so we have, we have trained staff that can help folks understand their bills. Thank you. Thank you, Vice Chair Filter, uh, Commissioner Williams. Hi, Director Himes. Um, my favorite part about these presentations and is when I have questions, but then you answer them within seconds of presenting. So thank you for your preemptiveness. Um, I guess my question kind of relates to Jackie's, um, specifically with the electric heat pump water heater incentives, also a mouthful. Um, the outreach strategy, I wonder in your, in your tenure and in your experience, what that strategy usually entails. Are you talking to homeowners? Are you talking to tenants? Are there specific areas in the city that you that you like to focus on and your reason behind that? Just thanks. Yeah, that's a great question. And you know, generally speaking, we we do try to tailor our outreach and engagement to the initiative. Um, and there different tactics for, of course, for reaching um, our customers, depending on what the program is, what we're trying to uh, communicate. Um, and, you know, our, we have a, an excellent power communications team um, that has reported here at LAFCO in the past. I'm happy to bring them back sometime to um, share a bit more about their, their strategies and their approaches generally. Um, and even more specifically about what we're going to be doing on, on decarbonization. Um, but uh, with respect to the heat pump water heater program that we have, one thing I want to point out is um, that program is targeted what we call midstream. It's, it's really targeted at contractors. Um, so the uh, outreach that has taken place to date has really been done through our regional program administrator um, that has established relationships with contractors all over the Bay Area. Um, and they're offering training, bringing these contractors on board. And the goal here is really to increase their knowledge about this technology and really start to work it into 
their menu of things that they can offer somebody when they call call um, up these contractors because their water heater broke or something like that, right? Really, we want it to be on the radar um, as an offering um, that these contractors have. And of course, the financial incentives uh, are a carrot to, to induce them to do that. Now, um, there, uh, you may have been hearing about uh, incentives for decarb technologies coming from the state, from the federal government. There's a lot going on and there's a lot that is going to be coming out in 2023 from both federal and state government. So one of the things that we're preparing to do on this in particular is really have a message out to our customers broadly of all of the various um, opportunities that there are to bring the cost down to install this type of equipment. Um, now, the equipment uh, is not a sort of um, one size fits all necessarily. Um, so we do need to be careful about sort of who we're sending messages to, making sure that the um, techno technological solutions available fit the sort of audience. So these are things that we're, we're still really working through. Um, but we intend to, to do this as broadly as we can um, to reach as many San Franciscan households as possible. Um, and we're also always open to feedback that, that you all have as commissioners for how we can uh, improve our engagement with the customer base. Um, thank you so much. Uh, last question. I think I heard the words feasibility report in there somewhere, unless I was imagining things and I just think about feasibility reports all the time. Um, how much do, on average do those usually cost for you when conducting those feasibility reports? High and low end. Yeah, you know, it, it's going to depend a little bit on what it is, I think. Um, and, you know, I'm kind of blanking. I'm sorry. If I referred to feasibility report in this presentation, it was probably um, in the context of our time of use rate implementation. Um, we analyzed the bill impact to um, the projected bill impact to customers of this transition. Um, I don't know offhand how much that study cost. Um, it might have been about fifty thousand dollars, but I could I could investigate that further and get back to you through the executive officer. And, and sorry, I think the other part of your question was, what do they typically cost? So they 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 could range. They really range from depending on what the subject is, from twenty five thousand to you know, maybe a couple hundred thousand dollars at the higher end, depending on what it is and how much time is required. Thank you, Director. That's all. Thank you so much, Commissioner Williams. And thank you so much, um, Director Hines, for answering all the questions and for this month's presentation. We really appreciate it. It's always really good to see you. Um, should we, Madam Clerk, uh, I see no more names on the roster. Uh, I, I personally look forward to learning more about the Super Green account. I know that you're not there yet, so I look forward to really hearing more about it. Um, it's, it's exciting to hear that um, there's a Super Green um, and that also it's gonna go with the disadvantaged community accounts. I, I think that it's, that's a, what I personally would love to learn more about and to see how we can make sure and continue the path of equity in our uh, utilities. So 
thank you so much, Director Himes. And um, Madam Clerk, could you please call uh, open up this for public comments? Yes, thank you, Madam Chair. Jaime is checking to see if we have any callers in the queue. If you have not already done so, please press star three to be added to the speaker's line. For those already on hold, please continue to wait until the system indicates that you have been unmuted. And that will be your queue to begin your comments. And Madam Chair, there are no public commenters. I see it the Friday before Thanksgiving week. Everyone is like probably busy shopping, grocery. Um, uh, thank you. <laughs> Seeing no more public comments. Public comment is now closed. Um, this is a uh, really a discussion uh, item and no action uh, required to be taken for any uh, part of this item. So uh, Madam Clerk, could you please call item number five? Item number five is a discussion and possible approval of pr the proposed memorandum of understanding between LAFCO and the San Francisco Public Utilities Commission. Members of the public who wish to provide comment on this item should call the number streaming across the screen. If you have not already done so, please dial star three to line up to speak. A system prompt will indicate that you have raised your hand. Please wait until we, we call for public comment on this item. And the system indicates that you have been unmuted and that will be your cue to begin your comments. Madam Chair. Thank you, Madam Clerk. Um, you know, this item, I want to say, I, I first want to really commend um, Executive Officer Pollock for really all his work in this. And it's just the attention to details and really patiently um, having conversation and trying to catch up with me in my office and trying to like get our attention to like key elements. But it's it's been a great process because I really believe um, it's it, due to the ability and the negotiation skills of the executive officer Pollock. And so um, the floor is yours for this presentation. I look forward to hearing um, the more details and really also to love to hear the feedback from commissioners um, about uh, this, this MOU. Um, and uh, I don't know what the presentation is, but uh, in terms of details, but I, I do want to give a, a little bit of a context uh, about the the MOU, the, the, I would say the legacy MOU that um, this body has with SFPUC, um, really under the leadership of our former uh, supervisor, Tom Amiano, then really put a lot of work in it. Uh, it, it started off with the belief in municipal uh, power, municipal energy, and to, to really look at LAFCO as an independent body that really be able to usher the, the goal uh, forward. And it has, and then it evolved into today's uh, Clean Power SF. Um, while it feels like so much has accomplished since then, which is also true because of the partnership between LAFCO and SFPUC, I personally uh, continue to see more work to be done. Um, I, I think that um, while San Francisco has always been a leader in the, uh, you know, in the sustainable power and municipal power arena up and down, the, you know, leading the state, um, I, I think that we can do more um, and we should do more. And it's the reason why um, since we took this role as chair of LACO, we really have asked uh, executive officer Pollock to really help us to, you know, look at this MOU, what can we done and take us to another level. So with that, thank you. Uh, and Jeremy, the floor is yours. Great, thank you very much for that context. Uh, Jeremy Pollock, LAFCO executive officer. And um, 
Yeah, I think um, before I jump into the presentation, maybe I'll um, just speak briefly to your your mention of the the previous MOU and the the history of this relationship between LAFCO and the PUC. And um, recently, I've been you know looking back at the the historical record of LAFCO studies, uh, going back to you know the the early two thousands, and uh, like you said, a lot of it was a lot of sort of technical studies on possible acquisition of PG&E's uh, infrastructure. And then with uh, the advent of community, the Community Choice Aggregation Program, uh, that shifted to be LAFCO's focus. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, so the original MOU created between our two agencies was about the, the design of that program and launch of the Community Choice Aggregation Program, now known as Clean Power SF. Um, and yeah, that was a process that took much longer and much more uh, uh, sweat and tears than originally anticipated. And um, I think there was, you know, a period of some strife between uh, the agencies and between the Board of Supervisors and Mayor's Office and Public Utilities Commission. Um, and I think uh, it's really exciting now hearing uh, these uh, these updates from from Mr. Himes of uh, just sort of the non-controversial success of Clean Power SF now and seeing it as a an established program and just sort of a part of the the fabric of San Francisco um, and. Uh, sort of contrasting that with uh, PG&E's real struggles across the state. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it's uh, negotiating this new MOU is, it's been exciting looking at a new um, sort of a new era of the, this relationship between LAFCO and PUC where um, we have this bedrock program uh, with, you know, the majority of San Franciscans being customers in this program uh, and really looking at, you know, what's the, the next steps uh, in this process as as we address, uh, you know, the existential threat of climate change. And, um, it, you know, I think for a long time, the, the idea of, of, of building a program of 100% renewable power for San Francisco was uh, really a daunting and seemed like almost insurmountable task. And now I think um, with sort of the, the evolution of this program, we're really close to making that happen. And I think a lot of uh, the sites are, are now turned towards the all the other challenges of um, shifting to a carbon-free uh, environment and uh, looking at decarbonizing buildings and electrifying transportation and all the other challenges and uh, looking at you know what is the role that Clean Power SF can play and how can LAFCO support that and and making that happen and uh, really a lot of lot of challenging. Uh, changes to society that we're, we're looking at, at taking on around decarbonization and electrification. Um, and so, um, so yeah, this process has been uh, a really, you know, fascinating dive into all the, the details involved in that and uh, uh, really excited to, to get to work on it. So um, with, with that, I'll get off my soapbox and go through the details. I've, uh, uh, we've been through this, I think this is our third uh, uh, month in a row of discussing this MOU. So, uh, well, this will be a bit of a, uh, I'll skip some of the higher details. Um, so the proposed scope of work that we're talking about in the MOU um, would basically have two planks. One of continuing uh, LAFCO's uh, role as monitoring Clean Power SF and advising uh, the PUC and Board of Supervisors. And then uh, what has been the focus of our, our, our discussions has been around uh, LAFCO conducting a series of special studies on on specific topics that uh, that can advance Clean Power SF's work. And um, 
really we're looking at uh, you know areas that are maybe outside of the PUC's core uh, responsibilities of delivering uh, delivering power and things that touch on multiple different departments that require that interagency coordination and and uh, uh, city code reviews, state code reviews, financing challenges. And so <clears throat> Um, there's, you know, nothing like a deadline to make things happen. And uh, we've had uh, uh, a lot of uh, interaction between myself and the PUC this last week in, in hammering out the details. And I uh, want to appreciate Mr. Himes and uh, uh, Assistant General Manager uh, Barbara Hale for her, uh, for her support in this process. And um, so just uh, this week, uh, the, the PUC uh, gave us another proposal um, and uh, uh, sort of moving a lot closer into to coming to agreement on the terms of the MOU. And so uh, the proposal that uh, is is attached to the packet here would uh, be for a duration of three and a half uh, years, uh, essentially starting January 1 of this year and then rolling through the end of fiscal year 2025, 2026. Um, and uh, I think the intention for that um, that duration will will line it up with the PUC's two year budget pro, uh, budget process. And with a, a funding amount uh, specified of not to exceed eight hundred thousand dollars, and um, so I, I think one area that we're continuing to discuss is what level of detail on the studies uh, that will be conducted to include in the scope of work of the MOU. And I think the PUC's proposal would define four specific studies for us to conduct, uh, whereas LAPCO had previously talked about um, defining uh, sort of topic areas in the MOU and then uh, working out the details of the specific studies to be done in a subsequent work plan. And um, so I think uh, Mr. Himes and I had a good discussion yesterday about this, and um, one compromise I proposed is to include those definitions of specific studies in the MOU, but allow uh, a provision in the MOU that um, that would allow for uh, Clean Power SF staff and myself to agree to to modifications to those studies uh, if we're we're both in agreement and and, uh, and then subsequently notifying the commissions, basically to allow some flexibility as um, you know needs change or technologies change or depending on the the consultants we identify and the quality of of their services, uh, giving us some flexibility to to modify things without having to go back to to both commissions for approval if not uh, if not necessary. So. Um, that's something I would look for uh, your all's uh, input on. And then <clears throat> uh, briefly, here are the, the four studies that uh, the PUC has proposed in their latest draft. Um, these are you know, four of the studies that came from the, the much larger list of potential studies that I've been de developing over the last four months. Um, so there'd be one study on decarbonization around um, as we move to electrified buildings, uh, what is going to be the, the process and challenges for decommissioning all the natural gas infrastructure that uh, will need to go away in the future? Um, a study on looking at battery storage and all of the issues around uh, promoting battery storage and where where it seems applicable and uh, beneficial. Uh, and then a study on transportation electrification around uh, all the um, the challenges around uh, electrifying uh, charging stations in our dense urban environment that need to be worked out. And uh, I note here that uh, MTA and Department of the Environment are doing a, a related study on that, that, um, that our work wouldn't, would need to be coordinated with. And 
the last one, we had talked about a category of sort of lower priority studies that uh, would likely be conducted either um, by myself or in coordination with, you know, graduate student interns or fellows uh, without um, uh, professional consultant support um, and looking at surveys of uh, emerging technologies and issues. Uh, the, uh, the one that uh, the PUC is, is highlighted would be um, the potential use of green hydrogen fuel uh, and, and the particular challenges of that in an urban environment like ours. And so um, in the, the memo attached to this packet has the much longer list that um, that has been developed based on all the input I've gotten from from commissioners, from the from the Department of the Environment, from community groups. And um, yeah, Mr. Himes and I had a good study about a number of uh, good conversation about a number of these study topics yesterday. Um, a lot of them are basically late breaking additions to the list that uh, were feedback I received from the Department of the Environment. And um, a lot of interesting ideas, a lot of technical ideas, um, and sort of food for thought as as we move forward, and um, you know, continuing to look for feedback from from you all and the public and departments on, um, you know, what are the, you know, what are the these studies and challenges that are really um, that fit into LAFCO's skill set and our our ability to get them done, and that will have the sort of the, bring the most benefit to the city. And so the next steps are to finalize the remaining terms of the MOU in our, in our work plan, um, um, reviewing the, uh, the, the latest draft of the MOU with our legal counsel and um, uh, continuing to uh, discuss with the PUC. And uh, our hope is once we're uh, in agreement to seek approval from the, the PUC's commission on that, uh, and then we'll be uh, ready to move forward on beginning the actual work. And so uh, the recommended action is that would, um, request that the, the commission authorize me to, to finalize and execute the MOU uh, with the PUC uh, and then uh, looking for if there's any particular modifications or policy direction that you want to see included in the MOU would uh, appreci appreciate that being uh, being spelled out in our discussion today. And that uh, concludes my uh, presentation. And um, yeah, just all, also want to really uh, thank Mr. Himes for his uh, attention and effort to this. Um, to this discussion and this project. And uh, I know he has a, a lot of other things to do to keep the lights on for San Francisco and um, really appreciate his effort in this and excited to, to get down to work on these things with him. And uh, Mr. Himes is also available if we all have any questions for him. Thank you, Officer Pollock. And uh, I, I agree, um, I concur that, you know, thanks to the partnership of SFPUC and definitely, um, Director Himes, like for his support and uh, and willingness to work with us, and 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 we really appreciate the partnership and collaboration. Commissioners, um, anyone have any questions? Um, Commissioner Williams. Hi, thank you so much, Executive Officer Pollock. I also would like to praise you for being practically on call for me whenever I have questions. <laughs> um, you work so hard and you do so much and I am eternally grateful for you. Um, so thank you. Uh, I guess I have a list of questions and it's a little bit of, uh, I'm looking at my notes, which are kind of a mess, but I wonder um, in the MOU, the proposed $800,000, I feel like we had put in a request for 1.2 million. And I, I wonder if the impact it would have when there is over three and a half years, kind of a difference of $120,000 that could be put 
towards more of these reports. Um, and I, I feel like I feel like 120k is is a pretty reasonable amount of money, a pretty sizable amount of money. Um, I guess, so I guess that was more of a comment rather than a question. And then um, I know in section three um, there, I wonder if there's significant harm in leaving in LAFCO's role in relation to the SFPUC. I just know as someone who kind of geeks out over the codes of California that they are relatively inaccessible to people who do not read them. And I just wonder if it's okay to leave that additional language in kind of like in plain speak. And then, um, thank you for bearing with me. There's kind of a, there's one word in particular about the remaining money being um, given back to LAFCO, what, what was remaining after that period of time. And there in the kind of considering the future of that happening again. There's one word I was wondering if we can change from may to will do that rather than may do that. Um, because there's always a, there was already kind of a precedent set in 2009. I was hoping we could keep that and just codify it and make it a little bit more secure. I suppose none of those were questions, but if you have any feedback, um, Executive Officer Pollock, that'd be great. Thanks. Uh, great, thank you for that. Um, I'm wondering if you could if you can point me to the specific section of the the instance of the word "may" that you're referring to. Um. Yes. Let me. Um, excuse me, everyone, while I. If you don't have it at your fingertips, we can absolutely follow up on that uh, after the meeting or, um, yeah, during public comment or something. Thank you. I'll find it. Great. Thank you, Commissioner Williams. Uh, I, if I may, though, I do want to answer a quick question about the 800, not to exceed $800,000 that coming down from the 1.2 million uh, original ask. Um, I, I think that uh, there is an agreement between, uh, 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 we, we want to propose a language, and I think Officer Pog is working on it with SFPUC in agreement that we will look at the not to exceed dollar amount at $800,000, but two fiscal years from now, we will be able to uh, reevaluate and examine dollar spent and the work done and uh, in terms of the deliverables um, which we have accomplished and the events that we do need to uh, either um, increase the dollar amount and create a not to ex increase and not to exceed uh, we will have the option to do so in, in that negotiation or the conversation so um, I, so I just wanted to say that it's not to see amount for now but I, I think that we will have an opportunity to to amend this, I do want to put things in context. And if I correct me if I'm wrong, Officer Park, it's that we previously in the 2009, as you know, MOU, we were at roughly 2.1 million, um, and that's about 13 years ago. And um, for a total dollar, total dollar amount between uh, not to exceed between uh, uh, SFPUC and this body for the MOU, and we still now to date. I'll have about $130,000 remaining. So just to give the context 
about just the scale of fund that for the not to exceed amount. Uh, the reason why, you know, for the next three fiscal years of not to exceed $800,000 um, uh, will give us some, uh, a chance to say, you know, can we actually really, it's very ambitious um, uh, agenda that we laid out. Can we accomplish that? And within this dollar amount and, and, and uh, let's, let's have a, conversation in the event we need more or we we come below um, or that we decided to, to expand or scale back the scope of work it all depends on the the situation but right now um, I think we're, we're setting forward with this but I agree with Commissioner Williams let's find the page number uh, in specifically in the documents it could be with will or shall instead of may so I am in support of that um, Seeing also Vice Chair Filder is on the roster. Vice Chair Filder. Thank you, Chair. Um, see, that's why it's great to have Commissioner Williams as a lawyer on this commission. Um, thank you, Officer Pollock, for putting this together and yes, definitely being available for so many questions. I'll preface this with, I, I don't really have questions, but I have a ton of feedback, <laughs> um, maybe unsurprisingly. So I, I thank you in advance for your patience. Um, I, I support keeping this as close to the 1.2 million original ask from LAFCO as much as possible. And especially considering that some of that will be rolling over from what we haven't used uh, the past 13 years. Um, I do support general topic areas rather than specific studies to allow flexibility. Um, you know, it says in, in the red line draft that SF LAFCO shall convene city departments and members of the community to identify their interests and concerns. I think we still need to do a lot of that work. Um, we've done some of it through the process of this MOU, but it would be great to, to have a little bit more time to do that. And I think having just general support topic, general topic areas would, would help us do that. Um, as far as specific topic studies, if we're sticking to specific topic studies. I really am concerned about opposing, um, I'm really in opposition to swapping studying offshore wind and power and tidal power with studying hydrogen fuel. And the reason is, you know, I know that there's different hydrogen fuels, there's blue hydrogen, there's green hydrogen and so on, but I'm highly skeptical of any hydrogen being one of the big solutions to the climate crisis, especially seeing that the natural gas and pipeline industry has staked a lot of its future in, in part on large scale adoption of hydrogen and has been recently shown to, to be financing um, studies uh, about green hydrogen. Um, when an existing body of research has already found that there are risks associated with running hydrogen through ordinary gas pipelines and that the process of, of producing it requires so much energy that making it on a mass scale wouldn't be viable for heating homes. And there's also been some research that has concluded that hydrogen, though it has no carbon, could still actually accelerate global warming. So I'm just highly skeptical of hydrogen. I, I think there are other things to prioritize in studies, um, but I'll leave it at that. <clears throat> I am excited about um, several different topic areas, including reuse, recycling, and decommissioning of natural gas. As we know, in, as far as decarbonizing buildings and homes, 
you know, replacing your stove is probably the most impactful thing you can do next to replacing your natural gas um, water heater and, and central heating. Um, I'm excited about a combined heat and power, uh, considering economies of scale for heating and cooling homes. Um, also excited about energy services agreement model for home energy efficiency and decarbonization upgrades. Obviously support studies about battery storage and what needs to change as far as codes to make that easier. Um, very excited about virtual power plant solutions. I know that Burn Clean Energy, I may have mentioned this in the prior LAFCO meeting, how Marin Clean Energy has put together a virtual power plant to go up in the next few years. And what they did was they bought up a lot of dilapidated homes, I believe in the Richmond, and then put um, low-income households into a lottery so that they can bid on these uh, completely decarbonized homes and they have smart technology. Um, and the lottery would keep the prices you know, from escalating. So that is, um, I was just excited to see that. Um, and last but not least, I'm most excited about the portion about financing the Clean Power SF portfolio and specifically the intersection with a public bank that some folks have um, also been referring to as, as green banking. I know that the Department of Environment and UC Berkeley just came out with a study this week about how much it's gonna cost. And it's in the billions. We've already known that over the course of, you know, a decade or so, or maybe more. And the whole gist of uh, public banking for renewable energy and the transition to the green economy is about securing long-term funding. Um, I also kind of wanna weave in some of the reinvestment working group uh, work. So yesterday the reinvestment working group met and heard from Contigo, which are the consultants that put together a lot of different focus groups in different areas, affordable housing, renewable energy, small businesses. And I wanna highlight that the general summary from their focus group on uh, renewable energy was that the biggest challenge identified is a lack of long-term funding available to support this work. Um, funding allocations based on the annual budget of San Francisco and other one-year term funding and grants really prohibits the planning and implementation of long-term solutions. Um, long story short, there's also a big need for small, small loans, like up to 150K um, to uh, be able to provide credit lines to finance initial project costs. So, all this to say, I'm really excited about some of the topic areas that um, Officer Pollock has outlined. I would prefer that we keep them general so that we can remain flexible in light of feedback from different departments and um, San Franciscans. So thank you. Officer Pollock, would you please respond to that? Or Absolutely. Um, yeah, a lot of excellent uh, comments and feedback there from Vice Chair Fielder. Um, and um, yeah, I think in the previous discussions, uh, I think you'd expressed to me your concerns about uh, hydrogen fuel and skepticism and uh, actually had a good uh, discussion with, uh, with Mr. Himes about that yesterday and talking about that. And I think um, um, 
sort of fleshing out that that skepticism about potential ideas and and fact checking it and educating ourselves and the public about it is a lot of what um, my goal was in in that um, that category of studies around surveys of emerging technology to um, you know to basically take the temperature on them and see what's real and what's um, what's smoke and what's natural gas propaganda um, and um, yeah I think. Um, yeah, I think you raise a lot of valid concerns about hydrogen, and uh, I'm I'm far from an expert on it, and just starting to to educate myself on it as well. And I think um, the what the compelling cases I've heard around it are as a very targeted fuel source for um, really high intensity uh, energy requiring industries that are are really difficult to to decarbonize, um, and so. Um, so um, I would go into the study with with that sort of assumption that um, this isn't going to be something that we're going to be, you know, pumping green hydrogen all over the city to heat our houses. Um, we don't need to, you know, be running green hydrogen vehicles when we have electric vehicles that perform better. Uh, but maybe there are some specific industrial uh, uses where it might make sense. Uh, maybe we have when we have a lot of excess solar energy that um, is in the middle of the day that there isn't use for. Maybe there's there's a reason um, that uh, we could use that energy to produce hydrogen that can be uh, reused in, in other periods. So um, I could go on as well, but yeah, I think Mr. Himes uh, and I, uh, you know, hears that loud and clear and I think he's available here. Maybe he, if he wants to offer some comments on this um, before I go too deep into the woods, um, you know, definitely appreciate all of you, <clears throat> the studies you flagged as being excited about um, and, you know, agree like as developing this list, there's so many, uh, you know, interesting challenges that need to be figured out as part of uh, this this societal decarbonization we're embarking on. Um, and uh, appreciated you citing the uh, the marine clean energy model on the virtual power plant. Um, that's something I've got open in a tab on my browser that I want to dig into more. Um, and then, um, yeah, also uh, discussed in my conversation with Mr. Himes, the uh, the the study topic on financing of clean power SF's portfolio and the intersection with the public bank. And um, yeah, very excited to connect with the Department of the Environment more on that. Um, and we're going to be actually meeting with uh, our consultant on the public banking project uh, with uh, Acting Director Tyrone Ju and some of the staff from the Department of the Environment to start digging into the um, the sort of public banking financing concepts in in general, and specifically the provisions of the Inflation Reduction Act, and uh, looking at how we can access those funds for for financing all of this this work. Um, and if there is any other topics or questions that I missed, please feel free to cite them again. But I'll I'll leave it at there for now. Director Hines, do you have any feedback or? Thank you, Chair Chan. Uh, Director Mike Himes uh, for uh, Clean Power SF for the SFPC's um, Power Enterprise. Um, wow, there's there's a lot there um, to respond to. I think I just wanted to start, you know, by um, also echoing that um, you know we really appreciate what has been a positive relationship and partnership with LAFCO over the past few years um, as you know we've launched Clean Power SF and and grown it to be a citywide initiative and um, really sort of fostered it into a successful program. I appreciate all of your remarks about that um, from the commission and from the executive officer. Um, and then I, I also appreciate, um, you know, as, as 
Mr. Pollock mentioned that we've had just really um, good conversations over the past few weeks about um, you know the the future. Um, so um, I guess starting with with the funding, um, and I think um, Chair Chan alluded to this. I also spoke with our general manager. Um, Eight hundred thousand dollars is the budget that we'd like to start with, um, and uh, you know there it can it can grow from there in the future. Um, and I think uh, Chair Chan alluded to that. Um, we can amend the, the MOU in the future. We can course correct. Uh, we can extend. Those are all options. Um, we can do that in the future at any time um, by mutual agreement and approval from our commission. Um, following approval from our commission, we'll take all actions uh, to secure the funding uh, that we're proposing. Um, on the scope side, um, you know, I think our approach really has been um, to stay focused, and uh, we've been concerned about uh, having too broad a scope that then results in a sort of perpetually revisiting the scope um, and a lot of wheel spinning. Um, what we want to do is uh, use this $800,000 of clean power SF repair funds um, towards good use uh, and efficient use. Um, and I think the best way to do that is to um, embark on one of these studies soon and really show positive results for our ratepayers and for the city. Um, so that's that's where where my head is, um, and I've communicated that with um, Mr. Pollock as the strategy that we'd like to take here. Um, we think that success will um, beget more work. Um, so uh, I kind of wanted to plant that that seed of thought with you all. Um, there are a lot of great ideas. Um, I'll just say generally, there are some things here that have been identified that um, I believe is more appropriately um, led and directed by the SFPUC as the operating agency. There's a lot of technical work that has been identified. Demand management programs are very technical. Um, they involve uh, interactions with the wholesale market, uh, electric metering with our customers, um, there's um, a lot of contracting involved. It's, it's a lot of implementation, right? Implementation that, um, or design and implementation, I should say, um, that uh, we believe the SFPUC um, can, can handle and lead. Um, that said, I think we're more than open as we have been receiving in the past, the sort of policy input uh, from LAFCO. Um, for example, that LAFCO is interested in seeing more of these kinds of programs. Um, so that's one example. Um, you know, I, I know there were some comments about hydrogen. Um, that was an idea that we we put forward to um, Mr. Pollock. Um, and uh, I think he kind of alluded to this a moment ago, um, but uh, I personally am hearing more and more and more about hydrogen. Uh, Europe is investing significantly in hydrogen. Um, I know that there's a lot of work going on uh, uh, by renewable energy developers uh, to produce hydrogen from wind and solar uh, generation within the US. I do think it is going to be part of the clean energy future. Um, but I also think, it, so, I, so I think given that it's important for us to uh, educate ourselves and um, the city about it, um, and, and really to better understand its place in the urban environment. Um, is, it, is it a good direction for a city like San Francisco to go? Um, 
and how might it be sustainably produced? So those are the, some of the things that Mr. Pollock and I discussed. Um, there are a bunch of other emerging technologies that could be explored and the way that we drafted that portion of the MOU, um, it doesn't uh, limit it only to hydrogen. So there are other things that, that can be determined by the staff uh, going forward. Um, so I think, you know, I think that the, those are the remarks that I have now. Um, I'm happy to answer any other questions that may come up, but um, we, you know, we do support uh, putting a new MOU in place, the $800,000 level, and um, we look forward to bringing this to our commission as soon as we can. Thank you, Director Himes. I, I, I think I want to give a quick feedback uh, on both, like just thinking of it for Chair, Vice Chair Fielder, but also for SFPUC. I, I think that just uh, from my approach always is with these type of studies, is uh, sometimes, not always, but sometimes it's also a, a study of deduction, uh, a, a study of like whether this is feasible, whether this is an actually a right size or right fit approach for the city. Um, and then and then sometimes you, you, you may be pleasantly surprised that what you set out to prove or not to prove, uh, if, if we're honest and if we're data driven. So I, I think that uh, I, I think that there's a level of uh, accountability and transparency really require in these studies, so which I appreciate. And I think that is actually what LACO is about. I think LACO does function that independent. And this is like, you know, we're, we're sort of the third party to try to verify some of the approach that will that the, the city and county of San Francisco would like to take uh, when it comes to sustainable power. Um, Next, I have uh, Commissioner Marr on the roster. Thank you, um, Chair Chan. And yeah, just thank, thank you also to um, Officer Goebel and, and Director Hyams for all your work on this um, up, updating the MOU um, and, and, the, um, and, and just having clear and updated and clear um, uh, clarification of the role of LAFCO. In the ongoing work on um, looking ahead, and I really like the, um, you know, the focus on these these important strategic studies that LAFCO can take on, and and the topics that have been identified, um, and appreciate all the questions and, and discussion from from fellow commissioners. Um, I, I did want to just make a few points. One is um, I, I do think the um, the um, the additional issue area of um, financing. Studies on on sort of financing, you know, the clean power SF portfolio. I think that's what it's listed at is really important. And um, um, yeah, given the um, the report that was just released, you know, by UC Berkeley, um, showing that you know I think it's going to be estimated the cost of of getting to um, net zero emissions and, and implementing the climate action plan is twenty two billion dollars, and it's going to require significant um, public subsidy just to to get that work going, um, jump started as soon as possible, particularly building decarbonization and, and vehicle electrification. So um, the UC Berkeley, the study that was just released by UC Berkeley really came from a, an ad back that the Board of Supervisors you know, added to the budget last year that allowed that to happen. And we've just had to scrape um, together and, and particularly at the Board of Supervisors funding um, uh, to support the Climate Action Plan and with implementation. Um, and we, we, 
you know, there, there's a significant increase in this year's budget, really through the add back process that the board at the board of supervisors. But um, we urgently need, you know, a, a real financing strategy and a plan and to start seeing that in the budget and the in our, you know, in our um, capital plan as well. Um, and then there's also the, you know, federal and, and state funds that are available to, uh, to be tapped right now. So I just think this is an urgent high priority issue area and would, would like to see that added. Um, I don't know if it's possible to do that um, as, as a um, fifth um, issue area. Um, and, and I also agree, you know, I mean, I know Director Himes, you're saying $800,000 is the is what the PUC feels like is is um, available and appropriate right now. But um, yeah, I think if we can, I, I would support increasing the amount to the $1.2 million and, and if possible adding, um, again, um, financing Clean Power SF portfolio as a, as a priority um, issue area for LAFCO to, to conduct some really important strategic studies on. And I, I just to add to that, I like over the last few years, I and my office have, have worked with um, the Climate Emergency Coalition and um, grassroots environmental justice groups and um, to, on on um, revenue strategies. You know, particularly for building decarbonization, we developed a um, a proposal for a, um, a um, tax on um, building emissions from large commercial buildings. You know that was ready. You know we we're getting ready to put on the ballot, but then it it just didn't. Based on polling, it wasn't. Um, um, it we didn't feel like it was viable, so we've held off on that. But then I'm glad to see that was included in the UC Berkeley um, report that was just released as one possible um, uh, revenue strategy. But I think we we had to scramble and put together. You know that plan for the um, carbon tax on on large building emissions. So. Um, I think LAFCO can really play a role in helping to do um, a more comprehensive um, yeah, financing and, and revenue plan for the, um, the resources that we urgently need, you know, to, to move forward, you know, with the climate action plan. And um, so again, I, I'm sorry, I, I just, my just request, or I would just put it out there is if, if, it, if we could if it's, is it possible to add financing um, clean power SF portfolio as a fifth um, issue area and increase the budget um, from 800,000 to $1.2 million? Uh, I'm gonna let Director Himes to answer this, uh, but Officer Pollock, definitely feel free to add to sort of the context of the conversation we have. And and look, commissioners, like this is exactly why this is being brought to, before you, so that you actually give us the feedback and opinions. Um, I I have conversation uh, with uh, general manager Dennis Herrera as well, and just kind of, but it's really a high level. We let the details to. Uh, Director Himes and uh, Officer Pollock. And then I think there is also limitation of budget, uh, not just the budget of SFPUC, but also the, the budget uh, and the capacity limitations of what LAFCO can do. Um, LAFCO has its own budget uh, to do work uh, that uh, LAFCO that ought to do. And uh, in, in uh, 
but I'm going to let Director Himes to kind of explain the SFPC position that I too have heard from General Manager Herrera, but please go ahead. Thank you, Chair Chan and Commissioner Marr for the remarks. Um, so, so as I mentioned before, you know, we, we've talked internally, um, 800,000 is, is really um, the, the funding that we're willing to offer. Um, part of the reason here too, I mean, this is not budgeted, right? So um, we need to secure these funds. Um, we'll either need to seek a supplemental appropriation or we'll need to um, discontinue work that we intended to perform under the existing budget. Um, this is a significant amount of money, even if you divide it by three years for Clean Power SF. Um, uh, the, the budget requested by LAFCO would amount to almost 20% uh, of our professional services budget or, or sort of flexible uh, pro professional services budget. So th these are funds that we use to conduct uh, resource planning, risk management, um, important um, business functions that, that we need the capacity uh, to, to perform. Um, you mentioned the fi financial piece of this, and um, I, I do absolutely acknowledge this is a very important area. Um, and the SFPUC is planning to issue a solicitation to the city's financial advisory pool uh, soon, probably in early 2023, uh, to support us on a strategic you know, financing uh, for the program. Um, for our portfolio. We really think this is an SFPUC function to do this. Um, that said, I do see a role for the LAFCO, um, especially with the interaction of the public bank that I know the LAFCO has been uh, working on. There may be a synergy there, especially um, for us to collaborate. Um, and like I have with virtually any other aspect of the Clean Power SF program, um, and I've been communicating with the executive officer about this, we will come and report to LAFCO on the progress of that strategic uh, financing planning work, um, including you know, what we uh, would eventually end up proposing gets incorporated into any capital planning, um, as well as how we want to navigate debt issuance, for example. Um, there are a lot of complex issues there that relate to the, the ongoing financial health of the Clean Power SF program um, and its capacity, uh, for example, to issue debt. Um, but I'm, I'm glad, uh, Commissioner Chan, that you mentioned the study that uh, CLEA at Berkeley prepared um, recently. And uh, that study does identify a wide range of various financing strategies that are beyond uh, Clean Power SF scope um, because the Climate Action Plan is also beyond Clean Power SF scope, right? It's the whole city. Clean Power SF serves about 65% of the city's electricity demand. Um, so uh, uh, I think that there are strategies that are broadly city issues that LAFCO could consider um, picking up on its own. Um, but uh, we, we do view that there will have flexibility with the scope of work. Um, and uh, like I said before, um, we'd really like to see um, this MOU get approved and we'd like to see us get work underway. 
and show some real positive results so that we can uh, make a compelling case uh, to our commission that uh, uh, more money in the future is appropriate, more, more ratepayer money is, is appropriate. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Director Himes, for that. I, I think it's good to hear about the, um, the PUC's um, plans to, um, yeah, to, to um, uh, on, on developing a financing strategy and look, look at, yeah, in, in the capital plan and, and other sources. So, um, and, um, and I appreciate that you saying that this, this MOU right now, you know, will just it will just be a start and, and it can be um, amended or expanded, um, you know, as, as the work moves forward, because this, this this does interface with a lot of other work that's happening at the PUC and, and SF environment. Um, and I think even in the community and the advocacy, advocacy side too, so yeah. Thank you, Commissioner Marr. Um, Commissioner Williams. Hi, okay, thank you so much again um so the mysterious may is on page four of the pdf um line seven under terms of reimbursement i hunted it down thank you um so sorry uh i would also like to um share my enthusiasm and also express my support for uh commissioner fielder um specifically around public bank and then also, just kind of leaning in towards um, talking about our concerns around hydrogen, um, just as an example, I understand in this world of decarbonization and energy, there is a spectrum of ideas, which I think could support um, the idea of making these topics a little bit broader to encompass that spectrum of ideas, of course, with being more pointed in all of it. Um, yeah. So, and also, sorry to start off the uh, conversation about finances and Dr. Himes making you <laughs> um, dig deeper into that. Um, but thank you for, thank you for doing that. Um, yeah, thanks. Thank you, Commissioner Williams. I think it's all good. I think this is actually what this item is for and why schedule is required this like really robust conversation. I think the feedback is really, I'm now speaking on behalf of Director Himes and Office for Follow-Up, but I would think that we really all greatly appreciate the feedback, um, you know, and and just being able to vet a like an MOU that's gonna set us on a path for a while and a partnership and to clearly define roles and responsibilities. So I all everything that all of you are saying I I, I really appreciate and it's really critical. Um, I am seeing no one else is on the roster, and uh, this is I want to let commissioners know that this is an action item. I think today um, it's to approve this proposed uh, MOU um, between LACO and SFPUC. And let me also uh, let you know and walk you through a little bit of the next steps in the event that you decide to uh, make the motion and approve this MOU. Once you, in the event that we do, then actually Director Himes have to present this very MOU to SFPUC to um, their commission 
to the San Francisco Public Utility Commission and for their approval. So even if you were to approve it today, this is because it's a mutual MOU, right? It's it's a it's a memorandum of understanding between two bodies, two agencies. They they he still has to have to go back, um, but we're the first that sort of just making sure that this is what we as a body want because um, majority of the work is obviously going to be carried out. Uh, while in consultation with Director Himes, it's really Officer Pollock that it's going to be carrying out this work. Um, so I I, I kind of, I'm trying to get a sense of like, where are we heading on this? And, um, but I am not seeing anyone putting their name on the roster, but I do see Commissioner Mar muting himself. Oh, um, Vice Chair Filler. Yeah, I, I haven't gotten a chance to see a, a cleaned up version of the memo. Um, so I, I wouldn't feel comfortable moving forward until we get to that point. Understood. So um, let me ask uh, Officer Pollock and perhaps Director Himes can actually help us understand too, but, but maybe Officer Pollock can really walk us through what is exactly the timeline. Reminder for all commissioners, we do not at this time, at this time, unless you want to schedule a special. We do not, this is the last, today is the last uh, meeting for this body for this calendar year. There will be no meeting in December. Um, so Officer Pollock. Right, that's correct. We don't have a meeting on the calendar for December. And I believe the, the Public Utilities Commission has one more meeting on their regular calendar for December 13th. And so um, haven't discussed that that timeline with Mr. Himes yet, but um, I believe that would be the, the last opportunity for for their commission to take action on that. So, um, yeah, if you all were for this calendar year, absolutely. Yeah. And then we'll resume you know, regular meetings in January. Um, so that could be one option if you all are interested in seeing uh, a finalized version of the MOU uh, earlier than that, we'd be happy to work with you all on trying to schedule a, a special meeting um, if we wanted to aim for the PUC to approve for that December 13th meeting, um, but also would defer to Mr. Himes. I'm not sure um, if, if that's possible on, on their end or if that's uh, anticipated. Director Himes, please go ahead. Thank you, uh, Director Himes, um, uh, for the SFPUC. Um, yeah, we we were targeting actually a, a, the first meeting in January for approval of an MOU, even if the LAFCO took action today. Um, partly because um, you know we we need to run any agenda items through a workflow process um, that I need to abide by, and that that typically starts about four weeks in advance of the meeting. So um, some kind of action by the commission today would support. Um, uh, us bringing an item to our commission at the SFPUC meeting of the 10th of January. Um, I do believe that the SFPUC will hold a meeting uh, on its second second scheduled meeting of January, which I believe would be the 24th, um, but I would need to confirm that and get back to um, the executive officer. So here's my, here's my question, and uh, in the event, that this body decide to uh, pick up this uh, approval of this 
particular MOU until, and I agree with Vice Chair Felder. Like I totally understand. Like you know, there's a need of like comb through it, which I appreciate Commissioner, Commissioner Williams has done. Um, but you know, the, because of the feedback that we all just discussed, like you know, and and some of the tweaks that you might want to make, I do like to see the language, uh, you know, in this MOU reflected the possibility of you know opening this up into two fiscal years from now to, to discuss. So with all that said, will this uh, be any impediment, uh, you know, the, uh, of, of moving this forward in the events that this body um, will have a chance, I would say Officer Pollock, that you may wanna post a draft and also the draft memo uh, for the commissioner for review. And then we, you know, a cleaned up version, so to speak. Um, and then we, we come back for a January, um, discussion and approval, then we can actually hopefully uh, in the event that we are all in agreement to approve that MOU and then it will allow some time for Mr. Himes or Director Himes to go to their February uh, uh, SFPUC uh, meeting. I do not know that allows us because we always are the last Friday of the month. I don't know if that's enough of the four weeks time period for Director Himes to be scheduled for uh, the SFPUC. But I'm hoping that you could probably, if if that works, it's like putting a spot, uh, like you know, for your February SFPUC meeting and kind of let them know we're, we're pretty sure that we, we will have some sorts of uh, resolution by January. So I, I'm proposing that as, as for consideration because it sounds to me that for the most part, commissioners, you are, you are, you are on board uh, for the most part and not to exceed, if, especially if given the option to discuss uh, for additional funding two fiscal years from now. It also sounds to me that like for the most part you are, you know, uh, you may have some tweak that you want to talk about, you know, the studies and the scope of the studies um, and including a financing plan and, and all that sorts of stuff. Um, but, but there is also uh, ability, uh, language already in that our staff in consultation of each other with the mutual agreement uh, between uh, uh, between LACO and SFPUC can uh, change the topic of the studies and, and or can demand, right? Like the topic of the studies or the scope of the studies. There's some flexibilities there uh, for commissioners to actually have very direct and specific um, guidance and feedback for them. Uh, if you wanna, when we move forward certain studies uh, within this MOU, so just those are full for that. And uh, Vice Chair Fielder. Thank you, Chair. I, I yeah, I, I really want to um, uh, get, I don't think the concerns are huge. It's just, it would be nice to finally have a, a clean draft. And at least for me, it'd be great to get this out of the way before the end of the year. I know that, you know, things slow down in December, um, but I, I wonder, what your thoughts are on having a special meeting just for this to to finalize it and have it done with so that the month timeline can start for clean power stuff. Uh, I think that is a great question. I am down. Uh, will we have a quorum in December? We will? Okay. All right. I mean, granted that we are remote. Uh, so I think uh, we could uh, actually, Officer Paula, perhaps then work with um, 
my suggestion is that we should have a special before December uh, 14, because that is when the board of supervisors go on legislative recess. Uh, and that uh, the item should only just be one item, uh, which is this specific MOU um, and, and, and nothing else. Uh, and, and that is so that we can keep it um, feasible for the clerks. Uh, but let me also uh, ask um, Madam Clerk, if that is possible to have a special in December. Hi, Madam Chair. Um, I cannot speak for all the other departments. There are uh, several other departments that support our meetings in the background. So I would need to check uh, dates um, once you guys um, have some in mind. Um, but we do go on recess beginning December 14th. So. Um, and and then staff are anticipated to be out yeah. after that. Yeah, what is the notice that uh, it's 72 hours, right? So we can post in 72. Yeah, it's 72 hours. Um, I would have, I have plenty of time in the next couple of weeks uh, for the remainder of November um, to work with, I guess, Executive Officer Pollock to find a date in December. Great, wonderful. So let, let, let's tentatively set for a special uh, in December uh, and date, specific date to be announced. And then we will go over this uh, hopefully a clean draft MOU that the commissioners are comfortable enough to review, uh, determine whether they want to support uh, uh, and, and approve or uh, and however way that you, you want to decide uh, on in September in December so that uh, it gives Director Heim some understanding of how he could move forward in January. Director Himes, does that timeline work for you? Yes, Chair Chan, I think we can make that work. Appreciate it. Thank you so yeah. much. Well, thank you, colleagues. So uh, I'm going to make the motion to continue this to the call chair, to this item to the call chair. Um, and uh, I would like, I would need a second for that. Second. Thank you, Commissioner Mar. <laughs> and uh, Madam Clerk, uh, Madam Clerk, please uh, call roll for this motion to continue to the uh, to continue this item of MOU between LAFCO and SAPUC to the call. Uh, would you like to call public comment first? Thank you. Yes, indeed. Please uh, open this for public comment. All right. Thank you, Madam Chair. Jaime is checking to see if we have any callers in the queue. If you're not already done so, please press star three to be added to the speakers line. And Madam Chair, we still have no callers. Good there are no callers. Good to, good to know. Uh, public comment is now no more call, public comment. Public comment is now closed. Madam Clerk, please call the roll for the motion. Um, to continue item number five to the call of the chair, Vice Chair Fielder. Aye. Fielder, aye. Commissioner Marr. Aye. Marr, aye. Commissioner Williams. Aye. Williams, aye. Chair Chan. Aye. Chan, aye. There are four ayes. Thank you. This motion uh, to continue to the call chair has been uh, approved. Um, and Madam Clerk, could you please call the next item? Yes, item number six is authorization for the executive officer to develop and issue a request for qualifications for renewable energy consultants. Members of the public who wish to provide comment on this item should call the number streaming across the screen, dial star three to line up to speak, and a system prompt will indicate you have raised your hand. Please continue to wait until the system indicates, until we call for public comment, and the system will indicate you have been unmuted. Madam Chair. Thank you, uh, Madam Clerk. 
this item also uh, is going to be presented to us by uh, Executive Officer Pollock, and then the floor is yours. Thank you so much for your presentation. Great, thank you very much, uh, Executive Officer Jeremy Pollock. Um, so this is uh, an item tied to the, the MOU and basically envisioning the first step in moving forward on that work um, to issue a request for qualifications. And um, I think with all of the, the moving pieces on the MOU and with your all's uh, decision to, to, to continue the MOU to uh, a special meeting, I think it, it might make sense to, to continue this as well. Um, the, so I, I'll speak briefly to the uh, the original intention uh, for conducting a request for qualifications was based on the plan to um, to have the MOU define uh, uh, basic topic areas with uh, specific study topic details to be worked out subsequently. And the idea was we would request qualifications for uh, the specific topic areas, whether it was decarbonization, battery storage, uh, and then we would create a pre-qualified list of consultants that had the skills to work on that. And then once we refined the specific topics that we wanted to conduct, we would negotiate a contract with um, the specific contractor that had the best skill set for that. Um, and I think as part of the, the ongoing discussion about what sort of whether we're going to define specific topics initially in the MOU or whether what level of flexibility we'll have on that. Um, it might make sense instead of a request for qualifications to do a request for proposals and forgive me for getting into the wonky details of procurement uh, vehicles. Um, essentially, the request for qualifications is a more broad skill set review, whereas request for proposals would be defining the actual specific study we want with sort of specific scope and tasks and deliverables. Um, and um, sort of pluses and minuses to the two different approaches. But um, I think based on uh, what decisions we come to on the on the MOU and how we're going to define the, the studies, I would want to inform what's the best vehicle for getting a consultant on board. Um, so happy to go into more detail on that now, or um, I would you know, recommend that we um, could continue this discussion until the MOU details are finalized. And uh, one note to highlight is that um, there's no legal requirement for the commission to take action on authorizing this, an RFQ or an RFP. Um, there's you know, no expense of funds in doing a solicitation. Um, you know, basically calendar this for wanting to get uh, you know, transparency sake and wanting to get your all's input on this, which uh, appreciate the robust discussion we just had on the MOU. And um, yeah, I think, uh, of course, whatever, whenever we get to the point of negotiating a contract for uh, an actual consultant to do the work and expensive of the funds that would, of course, come to the commission for approval. Um, so uh, I'll leave it at that. If you have any questions on that, happy to talk more or uh, would um, support continuing this to until the MOU details are finalized. Thank you. Any questions for commissioners? So is there a motion to author to approve this authorization? Uh, so moved. There's a second for this. Second. Great. Thank you. Um, uh, Madam Clerk, I realize I need to open this for public comments before we move forward with this motion. Yes, thank you, Madam Chair. Jaime is checking to see if we have any callers in the queue. If you have not already done so, please press star three to enter the speaker's line. And Madam Chair, we still have no public commenters. 
Seeing no more public comments, public comment is now closed. Uh, Madam Clerk, uh, please call the motion, which uh, moved by uh, Vice Chair Fielder, second by Commissioner Williams to authorize right. this. Go ahead. Okay, the, um, the motion for item number six to authorize the issuance for RFQ, Vice Chair Fielder. Aye. Fielder, aye. Commissioner Marr. Aye. Marr, aye. Commissioner Williams. Aye. Williams, aye. Chair Chan. Aye. Chan, aye. There are four ayes. Thank you, Madam Clerk. This motion has been approved. And uh, here we go, your RFQ. <laughs> Executive Office Prolock. Um, Madam Clerk, please call item number seven. Yes, item number seven is authorization to amend the legal services agreement with Richards, Watson, and Gershon to extend the term to January 23rd, 2024. Members of the public who wish to provide comment on this item should call the number streaming across the screen. If you have not already done so, press star three to line up to speak. Madam Chair. Thank you, Madam Clerk. Officer Falk, all yours. Thank you very much. I have a very brief presentation on this. If, uh, looks like it's sharing. Uh, so our contract for legal services is with Richards, Watson, and Gershon. Uh, that was uh, came about from a request from proposals back in 2018, and the contract began in 2019, and it is currently set to expire at the end of January next year. Um, and so this is a proposal to extend the contract for one year, and I just see that there is a, a a typo in my presentation here. I apologize for that. That should be one year um, until January 31st, 2024. Um, and uh, to increase the not to exceed amount for the contract by $30,000 to give us a, a little bit of headroom in case of um, um, we need uh, more spending on on legal services. Um, and uh, the contract amendment that is uh, attached to um, the, the memo has uh, also updates to some of the standard terms and conditions from the city's contract template, uh, things like data privacy uh, provisions and that sort of thing. Um, and so far, LAFCO spending is, is under budget on legal services for this year, so there's no need for any additional funding. Um, and uh, um, I want to acknowledge uh, our council, uh, Intercalsa and RWG have graciously agreed to, to this extension without any increase in, in their rates. Um, and uh, I believe uh, Ms. Calsa is, is on the line if you all have any questions. And that concludes my presentation. Thank you. I think our general counsel should say a few words, uh, if you like, and uh, just I all I I personally been I really um, really appreciate you and just being a new chair to this body that you have been uh, so thoughtful and I I'm really grateful for your work uh, including helping us to amend our bylaws now that we have Commissioner Williams on the board uh, and, and it's all thanks to your advice and uh, especially during the pandemic it's it's uh it's been really critical. I look forward to working with you at least for the time being. I know that we are required uh, to have this go out for a bit as it expires. Um, but I, you know, I also know that even for Officer Pollock, it's he's he's been new and he already took on a lot. I think um, for to to really uh, be thoughtful about where we're at uh, moving forward for a uh, general counsel that we we ought to be thoughtful about the process. So thank you, but enter or general counsel. You 
Call me Andrew. That's of course always fine. Um, good. Good morning. Is it still morning? Good morning, Chair and members of the Commission. It's been an honor to serve LAFCO since uh, January. I can't believe it's already been um, three years. I can't believe my three-year contract is already up for renewal. So that flew by. Um, some of it in a COVID blur, but it has been a pleasure and an honor to serve the San Francisco uh, LAFCO these past three years. I am uh, very pleased to extend our agreement. And of course, will uh, at this point, am hoping my that my firm will allow me to propose again um, when you do go out to RFP uh, at your at your you know convenience and and whenever that is um, most appropriate for the commission. So yes, for now we're not extending rates when we propose presumably in this coming year, I'm sorry, not uh, increasing rates. When we propose in this coming year, we probably will propose an increase just to reflect the um, inflation over the last couple of years, probably not quite reflecting actual inflation, <laughs> but uh, needing to at least increase it enough to cover our expenses. So thank you so much, and I'm happy to answer any questions. Uh, seeing no commissioners on the roster, uh, Let's uh, go to public comments, Madam Clerk. Thanks, Matt. Thank you, Madam Chair. Uh, Jaime is checking to see if we have any callers in the queue. If you have not already done so, please press star three to enter the speaker's line. And Madam Chair, there are no callers. Thank you. Seeing no more public comment, public comment is now closed. Thank you all for uh, preparing this for us. Um, is there a uh, motion on the floor to approve uh, for the extension of this, a temporary extension of this agreement? So moved. Thank you, Vice Chair. Is there a second? Second. Thank you, Commissioner Williams. And uh, so, uh, Madam Clerk, please call uh, this motion. Uh, moved by Vice Chair Fielder, second by Commissioner Williams. Yeah. On item number seven, Vice Chair Fielder. Aye. Fielder, aye. Commissioner Marr. Aye. Marr, aye. Commissioner Williams. Aye. Williams, aye. Chair Chan. Aye. Chan, aye. Therefore, ayes. Thank you. This motion has been approved unanimously. Uh, Madam Clerk, please, could you actually call item number eight and nine together? Yes, of course. Item number eight is approval of the, LAFCO, of the 2023 LAFCO regular meeting schedule. And item number nine is the executive officer's report. If members of the public wish to provide comment on either of these items, they should call the number screening, streaming across the screen um, and then dial star three to line up to speak. Madam Chair. Thank you, Madam Clerk. Colleagues, uh, this is the new schedule for the new year in 2023. Uh, and uh, I think you have, you all should see it already and you should mark your calendars. On the other hand, for both, uh, I wanna say for both uh, Commissioner Marr and myself, uh, that in the new year, uh, as, as you some of know that like the election had taken place and uh, there could, there will be and could be new leadership and makeup of the board of supervisors uh, and that uh, then, then we move forward with different types of committee assignments and leadership role. Uh, I look forward to uh, serving with you again, Alaco. I don't know, but uh, we'll see. And uh, I, I definitely want to close out uh, this year, so I, I, which I appreciate the special meeting. As you see, the calendar that you can always, uh, if need be, call for a special meeting 
and that if you need to um, uh, add more or, or change the dates, uh, we definitely have to work with uh, uh, Madam Clerk and, and her team to make sure we can accommodate. But uh, uh, Commissioner Mark. Yeah, I, um, thank you, Chair Chan. I just wanted to um, say that I think the the meeting schedule looks great to me in 2023. <laughs> um, except, yeah, I'm uh, I'm not going to be continuing on in LAFCO, unfortunately. But it, but um, I'm glad that we're going to have another meeting in December, so I'll have another opportunity to um, to see you guys and, and work with you in December. Thank you so and, much. Oh, Chair Chan, I'm going to have to go. I'm sorry, um, but so I don't think I'm going to. I'm gonna to have to leave in about five minutes. So yeah. Understood. So uh, so let's um have uh, executive officer uh, Pollock to do his uh, monthly or, or his regular uh, executive officer report. And unless you have anything to say about the calendar. Uh, no, nothing on the calendar. A couple of notes in the memo, but I believe it's pretty straightforward. Uh, so yeah, happy to jump straight to the uh, the executive officer's report, and we'll uh, uh, defer to uh, Mr. Samurai to give you an update on the reinvestment working group. Hello, commissioners. Uh, thank you for your time. <clears throat> uh, the San Francisco reinvestment working group met yesterday and received a presentation from HRNA, the public banking consultants, and their subcontractors, Contigo Communications and Milton Reynolds Consulting, on um, the community outreach report. This report includes uh, the results of five focus groups and several one-on-one -on -one meetings um, with the San Francisco community and uh, various um, departments um, in the San Francisco government. Um, all of this information is online, but one point from the report I'd like to share is that across um, in all the sectors um, that were in, um, that we had focus groups with, small businesses, affordable housing providers and advocates and the green energy sector, um, there is a desire for a San Francisco public bank um, and a very specific recommendations as to what this bank could do for the San Francisco community. Um, the, San Fr uh, the reinvestment working group also received presentations from the budget legislative analysts and the controller's office about potential paths for funding and capitalizing a public bank we're gonna continue these conversations um, in the coming months and I'll provide you with updates as we do. And finally, the reinvestment working group um, is uh, finalizing the public bank governance plan to send to a pre-application review to the FDIC and the CDFPI. Um, we hope to send the governance plan before the end of this year. That is it for my updates. I'm happy to take any questions. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Samurai, uh, for all of your great work on this. Um, getting nothing but praise from all the members of the working group and really excited to see uh, that moving forward. Um, and the only other item I had was a brief update on the electric bike uh, pilot program for delivery workers that uh, has been now been approved by the Board of Supervisors, and they are hoping to launch the first co cohort of delivery workers in January, uh, or I believe it maybe it's the first quarter of 2023. And also excited that uh, LAFCO submitted a letter of support for a, a new grant that the Department of the Environment has submitted to the Department of Energy on that. Um, that would allow expanding that program by adding an additional 100 bikes and would also expand it from food delivery to deliveries of parcels and packages. Um, so uh, excited to see that program launch in the new year. And that uh, the the also the executive officer's report memo includes the forward calendar. Looking forward to our January and February meetings, and um, that concludes my report. 
thank you so much, Officer Pollock. And uh, I uh, am going to make the motion to approve um, item number eight, and I need a second. Second. Thank you. Uh, and then uh, with that, I realize we need to open it for public comments for both item eight and item nine. Madam Clerk, could you open it for public comment? Yes, thank you, Madam Chair. Jaime is checking to see if we have any callers in the queue. If you have not already done so, please press star three to enter the speaker's line. And we do have one caller. Uh, Jaime, could you put the first caller through? You will have three minutes. Great. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Excellent, David Pilpel. Sorry, I was in another uh, meeting earlier. Thanks to Supervisor Marr for his service and work on LAFCO. I have no issue with the 2023 calendar. I just urge uh, staff to post the meeting calendar once it's approved uh, somewhere on LAFCO's website so everyone can see that, have it, use it, know it, encourage more people to participate. Uh, and just to clarify, did I hear the, that you're having a, an additional meeting in December, and is that December 16th? Um, four weeks from today, 10 a.m., just so that I can plan. And thanks very much. Thank you for your comments. And Madam Chair, that concludes the queue. Uh, seeing no more public comments, public comments has been closed. It's now closed. Uh, no, we haven't yet to decide uh, for uh, just to respond to the caller. Mr. Popal, we have yet to decide the December special date. Uh, Madam Clerk will be working on those and post as soon as possible once we determine the date that actually works for everyone. And uh, with that, uh, Madam Clerk, please call the roll for the motion to approve item number eight. On item number eight, Vice Chair Fielder. Aye. Fielder, aye. Commissioner Marr. Aye. Marr, aye. Commissioner Williams. Aye. Williams, aye. Chair Chan. Aye. Chan, aye. There are four ayes. Great. Uh, the motion has been approved. Uh, it was moved by me, and I think it was seconded by Commissioner Williams. Yes, That's it right. was. Okay, thank you. And uh, and item number nine is a discussion-only item, so moving on to item number uh, 10. And, uh, and Commissioner Mari, if you need to go, we'll see you uh, in December. Uh, do we need to uh, excuse uh, Commissioner Marr? Yes, if you wish. Yeah. Uh, let's have a roll call to excuse Commissioner Marr. I will need a mover in a second. My apologies. Oh. Thank you. I, I move to excuse uh, Commissioner Marr. And second. On the motion to excuse uh, Commissioner Marr from the remainder of the meeting, Vice Chair Fielder. Aye. Fielder, aye. Commissioner Williams. Aye. Williams, aye. Chair Chan. Aye. Chan, aye. There are three ayes. Thank you, Madam Clerk. The motion to excuse Commissioner Mar has been approved. And uh, let's go to item number 10. Item number 10 is general public comment. Members of the public may wish, may address the San Francisco Local Agency Formation and Commission on matters that are within their jurisdiction and are not on today's agenda. If you wish to provide comment, please press star three now to line up to speak. Jaime is checking to see if we have any callers in the queue. And Madam Chair, there are no callers. Thank you. Seeing no callers in the queue, public comment is now closed. And Madam Clerk, could you please call, uh, Call the next item. 
Yes, item number 11 is future agenda items. Members of the public who wish to provide comment on this item should call the number streaming across the screen now. Press star three to line up to speak. And when we call for public comment, um, you will be waiting for the prompt that indicates your hand, you have been unmuted. Madam Chair. Thank you, Madam Clerk. Uh, Vice Chair Fielder. Yes, really quick. I mentioned earlier in the meeting that I was able to visit the home of a Clean Power SF customer who had some challenges with decarbonizing their home and continues to have challenges um, starting several years ago. And I would love to, at a future meeting next year, um, potentially hear from either the executive officer about challenges um, or Director Himes about challenges that customers have decarbonizing their homes and how Clean Power SF is supporting those customers, uh, if not also from the customers themselves. Great. Uh, please note for Executive Office Pollock and that we should consider a residential decarbonization as an item for future topic uh, in 2023 calendar for the general public the future agenda for at least for remaining of this calendar year in December, it will be only for the uh, MOU approval between LACO and SFPUC. Uh, Matt, seeing no more names on the roster, Madam Clerk, could you please open uh, this item 11 for public comments? Yes, thank you, Madam Chair. Jaime is checking to see if we have any callers uh, for item number 11. Um, if you have not already done so, please press star three to be added to the speaker's line. And Madam Chair, there are no callers. We see no more public comments. Public comment is now closed. Madam Clerk, do we have any other business before us? That concludes our business for today. Thank you. We're adjourned. See you in December.